News, politics, and special guests with a Texas twist. That's the goal of the Luke Messias Show. Our nation and state are at a crossroads, and if you're not informed, you're not equipped to make the change our community needs. Join the conversation and join the cause for liberty today. Welcome to the Luke Messias Show. The establishment hates it when conservatives mess up the internal workings of the legislature. In 2011, Senator Steve Ogden was writing the budget as chair of the Senate Finance Committee, and he was upset because he planned on tapping our state savings account to spend a bunch of money on a lot more government. But this group called Texans for Fiscal Responsibility, run by Michael Quinn Sullivan at the time, was messing up his plans. And he actually said at a press conference that this club, in referencing the state Senate, is usually hard to penetrate but this conservative outside group has done it and it's making it harder for us to pass the budget. Well, this week, the Texas House of Representatives are gonna take up and consider the first draft of the budget and a bunch of other policy is in jeopardy due to the fact that conservatives are demanding that it be done correctly. We're gonna break this down for you this week. Let's get to the show. I remember Senator Ogden's comments like it was yesterday. I was 21 at the time. I had just started Missia Strategies, my political consulting company. And I'm listening to this state senator reference the state senate as a club, refer to it as this club, which is hard to penetrate. Now, here's the truth. I think the state senate, because of the leadership of Dan Patrick and a lot of the new blood of conservative senators that have come in since 2011, is much less of a club. It is more oriented to delivering results for the people that elected them there. It is more responsive to the Republican Party than their counterparts in the Texas House of Representatives. But the reality is that that particular group of elected officials for a long time has been referred to as a club. And it actually goes beyond that. The legislative process as a whole, here's what you need to understand. If you are a citizen, you have a right to participate in the process of how we make policy in the state of Texas. But not everybody sees it that way. In fact, when you show up to the legislature, they do everything they can to make sure that you're convinced as a new Republican elected official that it doesn't really work that way. That yes, people have a right to show up and actually testify. People have a right to add commentary, people have a right to write a blog post or post on social media their problems with a bill. But if you do that, if you act as an outsider, well then you're not allowed to walk into the building and actually participate in their internal definitions of what the process is supposed to be. And over the next 30, 45 days, you're going to witness this play out in every single policy arena. We gained a small window into this when Senator Donna Campbell last week added an amendment onto her legislation banning gender modification. Now, Senator Campbell wants to ban gender modification, as does Dr. Tom Oliverson, who's carrying it in the House. But they decided, without really asking a whole lot of people, to add language onto this bill, the bill that they are both carrying through the process that grandfathered out anybody currently getting treatment. It was a very simple bill. Again, I didn't really graduate college, but I can read three sentences and know what they do. It basically said anybody who's getting treatment already is not included in the ban. 
they're exempted from the ban. So if a 10-year-old took one puberty blocker once, they would then be able to be transitioned until they were 18 years old. Now, is that what they want to have happen? No. And what they've publicly commented about why they added this amendment articulates a different goal, but it's what their amendment did. Here's the cool thing, though. Conservatives are part of the process. Outsiders are part of the process. The Republican Party of Texas is part of the process. And so as leaders in the Republican Party and in the conservative movement stood up and talked about this issue, it became very quickly apparent that this language is not going to be allowed to stand. There are 12 states that have banned gender modification just in the last like three months. Understand that this issue is something that we've been pushing for for years, and I've talked about that, how we've been pushing for this for years. Unfortunately, no state has done it until just recently. Now, Florida did it a little earlier through some uh, rulings by their medical board, essentially, like their, or I guess their HHSC, kind of their Texas Health and Human Services Commission in the state of Florida. Um, But they also need legislation as well to make those bans even stronger. Of the 12 bans that have passed, really only 11 of them are actual bans. West Virginia did something very cowardly. They actually put in an exception that said that if a child is suicidal, then they can actually be transitioned. Now, first of all, that is one of the most hateful things you could put in a bill. I mean, imagine saying, hey, If someone is so spiritually and mentally unhealthy that they would like to end their own life, then we will let them destroy their own body with a bunch of doctors manipulating them and trying to turn them into a gender opposite their sex. It's pretty crazy. But West Virginia decided to do that. So uh, luckily we don't live in West Virginia. And Texas should not follow their path. And they should look at the other 11 states that have done this, which have said, not only are we going to ban this, nobody can do it. For all the people currently being experimented on, we'd like them to come off. Now, this little window of commentary and news and back and forth, again, was an, an example of when outside voices who are involved in the inside sausage making process begin to ensure that legislation is not watered down. And this is not the last time it's going to happen. There are going to be dozens of controversial Republican bills that are heard in the Senate and the House. And you have to understand that there are so many forces putting pressure on these lawmakers to just give us a couple of these sentences, tweak this little bill, add this little amendment. And those little changes can take a bill from being highly effective to leaving a ton of people out in the cold. It can gut a single piece of legislation. And so we have to be on the alert. Many of you are probably watching the legislature, you know, off and on, you can pull it up online. I'm gonna tell you something real quick. Texas Scorecard has a Roku app. I've talked about this before, but y'all really need to look into this. Or Apple TV, if you have a smart TV with Apple TV or Roku, you need to go and download the Texas Scorecard app for two reasons. One, if you do want to watch the Luke Messia show, you can watch it. If you want to watch all the other content that Texas Scorecard has put out, you can watch that on a regular basis. You can watch the documentaries we've produced and other things regarding Texas news. But you can also stream the House floor, okay? So depending on how you consume 
your video feeds. You can literally pull up the Senate or the House floor on Thursday when the Texas House is actually debating the budget. You can watch it on your TV, watch what they're doing the entire time. Watch the amendment debates. Watch the conversations that they have back and forth, Democrats, Republicans debating various different policies and priorities of how our money should be spent. By the way, there will be a vote likely on budget day on school choice. And this has happened every single session. And it normally gets around 50 votes. This is going to be a big test for school choice legislation because Democrats and moderate to liberal Republicans are likely going to be teaming up to try to see if they can get over 76 members to vote against school choice on budget day to send a message that the Texas House of Representatives doesn't want to push this issue. So I would keep your eyes out for that. Y'all are going to be watching the session. So get the Roku app, follow along with everything we're doing, follow along with all of what is being streamed because you can turn it on and see what's happening. My point is that when I tell you to be on the alert, right, some of this is following social media accounts, some of it's following various different conservative groups that are telling you what's going on, but a lot of people will watch these actual hearings that are happening or watch the actual debate. And it's going to be on the House floor or on the Senate floor over the next 30 days when really good policy can be turned really bad or really bad policy can be turned really good. And this is how outside conservative groups exercise their part in the process. They need that pressure. If you don't put outside pressure, they will fail. If you don't put outside pressure, they will find a reason to take a good bill and gut it because they can still pass anything. This is how the process works, right? They know that no matter what they pass, and this is the reason the left lose their minds every time we pass a conservative bill. Because it doesn't matter whether we pass the weakest ban on gender modification surgery in the country, the left is going to lose their minds. They're going to riot. They're going to have these, they literally had these die-ins in the Texas Capitol when we heard this legislation. I was there in the Capitol. You walk out and all of these people are, are literally on the floor acting as though they're dead. And they're literally saying, you're going to kill transgender people if you pass this ban, saying an 11-year-old can't have their puberty permanently blocked and be chemically castrated. And because you sickos on the right are doing this, this is what they're saying, the people laying on the ground, you're going to kill us. And so we're all going to lay down and act like we're dead because that's basically what you want to do to us. Now, you think if you went to that entire group of people and you said, hey, we're going to pass an amendment that says this bill doesn't apply to any of y'all, that they would just get up and be like, oh, well, now we're great. No, they're still going to lose their minds because they know it doesn't matter. Fight it every single time. And then you have a bunch of media on the right, Fox News and other people who are going to write that Texas bans transgender surgeries on children, regardless of what bill passes. Like you have to understand that this is what we are up against. Regardless of what bill passes, you could gut it entirely or pass it. It's the strongest in the nation. And most of your right of center media are still gonna write, Texas does this great conservative thing. So those of us in the state that actually care about this, this is why you as a citizen have to be engaged in the process because you have to fight to ensure that what actually passes does something. We, pay, we played for you Prisha Mosley's testimony in the state Senate on this issue, right? And you hear these stories of these children whose lives have been wrecked. You wanna fight for those kids. There is a Prisha Mosley who is 12 years old right now, and that's who I keep picturing when thinking about this policy 
is that little girl going to be protected? Are we going to protect her? Or are we going to let some doctor continue to ruin her life? Now, here's the other thing you have to remember, by the way. I was just talking to somebody about this, and I want to I want to also clarify something. This person was implying that like it's the Prisha Mosley stories that are really the ones that got messed up in the process. But it was a singular focus, and here's what I mean by that. Their implication was like these 21-year-old people that regret it and are now trying to detransition and they can't, those are the really sad things that we're trying to protect. But the right has really gotten off track on this. And that the implication is just wait till they're an adult and they can do whatever they want to do. And I'm just going to remind you, a man can't become a woman even if they're adult. A woman cannot become a man even if she's an adult. If you meet a 27-year-old person that looks like a woman, but they are a man, their biological sex is male, and they think they've actually transitioned their gender so that their gender is female, they're actually not, okay? They are a man. And the government should never play into that lie. That would be one of the biggest travesties in state history that our state government, our taxpayer dollars would actually acknowledge that man as a woman. That should never happen. We should not allow your birth certificate to say you're a woman if you're a man. We should not allow any government documentation to ever say a woman is a man, a man is a woman, ever. I don't care if you're 50. I don't care if you're 90. Don't let it happen. This bill is saying the most egregious aspects of the transgender movement is the sexualization of children, which is true. And it's the first step that we need to take to protect these kids. But it's not the last. And we need to remember that. We're not just here to say, hey, as long as, as, long as it's 17, you're okay. You can do whatever you want for the rest of your life. See, we often settle for this. The left understands what they're trying to do. They're going to take every single inch you can get. And we just fight for like the first five or 10 yards of the football field. Well, if we can just get the first down, we'll be happy and we'll walk off the field. Take it all the way and get a touchdown. Transgenderism has to be removed from the state of Texas. We have to fix it. We have to stop playing into the lie that you can have a gender that is the opposite of your sex. There is a difference between sex and gender, okay? Uh, Michael Knowles, I think actually does one of the best jobs. I've shared some of his commentary on this before. He does one of the best jobs of actually reminding conservatives that there is a difference. Sex is biological. Gender is more the societal norms. And what do I mean by that? I just mean that Within women, you have women that are a little more masculine and women that are a little more feminine. Within men, you have men that are a little more masculine, like myself, uber masculine. And then you have men that are a little more feminine, like Luke, my producer here, that you can't see or hear. Luke's not very happy that I called him feminine. But the point is that that's, that's the reality of the difference of gender. There is a difference, but your gender needs to coincide with your sex and complement it because that is 
literally the way you were designed and created to function. And the effort of transgenderism to say you can flip-flop these two things is destroying human lives. It should not be tolerated, period. I want to come back to the point I made at the beginning of the show, though. Over the next month or two, you need to look for every opportunity you can to insert yourself into the process. You need to realize that the more senators and state representatives and backrooms are saying, man, these outside groups are making it harder for us to do insert bill, insert policy, insert bad amendment, the better. Those statements are good. They've been happening in this building since conservatives have engaged in the process. They were happening in 2007 when I was 17 and in my first session, but they have happened more with the rise of the Tea Party and they've happened consistently since then. So however you're engaged, make sure you have an office number for your state representative. Make sure you've reached out to their staff. Make sure you're plugged into conservative organizations because a lot of things are gonna happen over the next two months and wheels and deals are gonna get cut and then you're gonna have to make a decision and your ability to speak into the process is important because it is collectively that conservatives have a much stronger voice and it's collective action that causes statements like Senator Steve Ogden in 2011. I hope you keep that in mind throughout the next couple months because there's gonna be a whole lot of policy that threatens Texans' way of life that will determine whether our state is actually conserving what we have and, and winning, advancing the ball on the left or whether we're just playing defense. Do you realize that so many of the bills we're working on this session are just defensive? See, the problem is if we pass a bill that says you cannot sexually dance in front of a kid, you'll have a bunch of people saying, oh my gosh, that's awesome. That's like super conservative. You're like, it's not super conservative. It's taking this sick thing that didn't exist four years ago and saying it still shouldn't exist. It is conservative in nature in that it's preserving the norm that was forever until like a year or two ago. But that doesn't make it super conservative. Super conservative is actually gaining ground on the left, okay? Not just swatting down the most offensive things they're doing. We're gonna head into Pride Month in June and we're gonna be assaulted on every single level. Corporately, local governments, it's gonna be across the board. And at that moment in time, I doubt people are gonna be going, man, this is the most conservative Pride Month ever. But you're gonna have legislators that say, hey, because we passed this bill that bans drag shows, this was a super conservative session. No, we're just stopping the most heinous treatment of children who are being sexualized. But that's not gaining much ground. It's barely preserving the most basic form of decency that we have in society, how we treat our kids. Should we do it? Yes. Should it be recognized as a good thing? Absolutely. Should we think that, man, we are conserving massive amounts of our society? Uh, no. We're barely holding on to the fact that we don't sexualize our kids. Now what's the next step and the next step and the next step? And that's what we're gonna keep talking about because Texas is not gonna stop. We have to continue. We have to advance. We have to promote the good and the right and the beautiful things. I appreciate you. God bless you.
and God bless the great state of Texas. Thank you for listening to The Luke Macias Show. To find out more information about what's going on here in Texas, visit texasscorecard.com.